0: welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today for Jesus, the healer. And I tell you what, the word will change your life. Amen. Amen. We began ministering on the subject of worship because it is so important. I love something that Brother Copeland says. He says, when we pray, we lay hold of things. But when we worship, we win battles. Now, I tell you, that is so important for you to get hold of. If I would have heard that years ago, I would have gotten out of some tests a lot quicker than I did. (laughs) I don't know about you, but let me say it again. When we pray we lay hold of things. But when we worship, we win battles. Wow. Um, I started in the previous episode and I was talking about something that God said to Brother Norval Hayes, who was a minister at a healing ministry and taught much on faith. And God said to Brother Norval at one time, he said, my children basically love me, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings, listen to this, because they don't worship me enough. Wow. Well, if God says that worship is key to some things, we need to pay attention. Yeah, right. um, when we, we need to understand what's gonna separate our lives from other men is our walk with God. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, I didn't get born again to walk like other men. That's right. That's right right? We all got saved because we wanted a different walk. We wanted a different life and we love God and we want to walk with him. Do you know we have it better than Adam? I said, we have it better than Adam because the Bible, the Bible in Genesis, it talks about how God would come down to Adam in the cool of the day and walk with him. Meaning this, God came to where Adam was and walked but under the new covenant, we've been raised and seated with Christ. We come to God's realm and we walk where he abides. He's not coming to our realm, we're in his. Amen. 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 We got it better than Adam. Why? The New Testament is a better covenant. Amen. 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 Um, I want you to again read with us in James chapter four and verse eight. James chapter four, verse eight. And it reads this, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Now notice this, how nigh is based on us, not based on God. Yes. It's not you waiting for God to make a step in your direction. He says, you make a step in my direction. Now he's talking to Christians. James, when he writes this, he's talking to Christians. Well, what does it mean? Because we know the greater ones on the inside of us, the Holy Ghost is in us. What does he mean for us to draw nigh? I mean, he's already in us. Well, someone can be in you and you not giving them any attention. Wow. Someone can be in your house and you're not even acknowledging that they're there. Somebody can come to visit you and you can sit them in the the living room and put them on a nice chair, put them in an honored place in your home and then walk out of the room and not even give any attention, not even give any recognition to them. And although they're in your house, that you're not having any fellowship with who's in your house. And we don't ever want to do that the, the greater one is in our house, yes. in this house, yes. amen. amen. And uh, the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He's in us. So we don't want to make the mistake of having the divine genius, the greater one in us, and us not even draw nigh to him right. through not giving him attention. Not giving proper recognition. So it's not God who measures the richness of our fellowship, it's us, right. us drawing nigh. Yes. I said in the previous episode that one thing I said to God years ago is I said, How come sometimes I sense your presence stronger than other days? And I was implying, God, what are you, what's up with you? <laughs> And God said something to me. He said, you sense my presence stronger one day than you do another day, just because one day you yield further than you do in another wow. day. Yeah. You re- it's based on how we respond. Yes. How we respond to Great. the one that's in us is gonna determine how much he can help us. Wow. Yeah, now listen to that. How we respond to the one that's in us is gonna determine how much he can help us. He will not force his help upon us. We have to look to him. Yeah. Yield to Him and, and invite His help. Yes. We don't have to invite Him in. He's in. Yes. But we do have to invite His help yes. into a situation. Amen. 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 So worship is one way we draw nigh to God. Yeah. When we worship God, we draw nigh to Him. Our attention goes to Him. Yeah. This is one reason worship is so important. It takes your attention off of you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it, aren't we our main problems, whether or not yeah. we realize yeah. it? We are our biggest problem. John Wesley, who the he, you know, the Methodist denomination came out of his ministry. And uh, one day, some students asked him. He's, because he had been uh, persecuted severely. He had been tarred. He had been feathered. He had been beaten. He had been whipped. And they said to him, they said, uh, what, is, what's, what has been your greatest problem in life? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, that's easy, me, wow. me. Wow. Yeah. Notice he didn't name any persecution, any opposition, any, opposition, any outward force. Right. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, if we can fix us yeah. Yeah. by who we fellowship with, that's right. yes. amen. Listen, yeah. we're born again. We be, we're new creatures in Christ, but we need to fellowship with the One yes. that right. bought us, purchased us, okay. yes. and brings us into His flow of success. Amen. 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 It gets as we worship; it gets our attention off of us, for we are our biggest problem, yeah. and it puts us puts our attention on Him who is our help, our answer. Yes. Amen. 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 So no wonder. Brother Copeland made that powerful statement, when we pray, we lay hold of things, but when we praise, we win battles. Why? Because we got our eyes on him and off of us. Now, um, I want to go back now to what I opened with when I was quoting something from Brother Norval Hayes, what God said to him about worship. Now, when Brother Norval went to heaven just a couple of years ago, um, the revelations... That he brought when he was on the earth, didn't leave with him. And we don't want to let the light that God brought through a man of God to be, uh, to go out simply because that man of God's not here anymore. We need to listen and pay attention. What did God say through these men of God and be stewards of that, of that revelation, be stewards of that light, not lay it down, but live it. And so I was so stirred that when Brother Norval went home, I thought the things that God said to him, I'm not going to let them drop. And we, as good students, we all need to not let these things drop. So that's why I went back to some of the things that God said to Brother Norval. And the Spirit prompted me in that direction. Now I want to go further with what God said to Brother Norval years ago. He said, my children basically love me. Um, that word basically is revealing. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you were doing, if you were assigned, you were an employee and, uh, your manager came to you and said, I want you to attend to this section of the store. I want you to set it right. I want you to uh, make it shine. Right. I want you to display things in a way that would draw the buyer's eye. Mm-hmm. And then the manager comes back to see what you've done and Say, how did I do? Well, you did basically a good job. Hmm. Would you feel like, uh oh, I think I could have done better? Right? Right? You don't want to just do the basics, the bare minimum, just what's enough. I want to go beyond what somebody else would be okay with. I want it to be excellent, not just basic. So it's very revealing to me when we see what God said to Brother Norville, my children basically love me. Yeah. That just tells us that sometimes people just, uh, we don't want to be okay with the bare minimum. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we want to press and go further yes. into what God offers right. us. My children basically love me. Listen to this, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings. And then he tells why, because they don't worship me enough. Now I'm going to come back to this, but I want to read further what God said to him. You're teaching faith and confession. Now he's talking to brother Norville. He said, you're teaching faith and confession. You're praying for the sick, but you need to worship me more and you need to teach my people to worship me more. I'm their God and they're my children. Now listen to this. If you'll teach my children to worship me more, I will do great and mighty things for them. Think of that. We shouldn't let this light drop. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So I want to take one statement at a time of what God said to Brother Norval, and let's look at it a little bit further, okay? The first statement, he said, My children basically love me, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. Well, how many of you know we're redeemed from poverty, yes. sickness, and yes. defeat? Yeah. That's right. Notice that God said, although they love Him, they love Him basically, they're still living in a way we're redeemed from. Yeah. Yeah. Loving the Lord is good and right, but loving God, we have to, we have to, to, to arrive at victory, we have to know more than I love the Lord. That's right. yeah, that's right. We have to know something. Yeah. We have to know about our redemption. Yes. We have to know what belongs to us. We have to gain knowledge yeah. of who we are and walk in that knowledge. Yeah. Now, the next statement that God spoke to Brother Norville gives us the knowledge. Mm-hmm. He said, they don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. This is part of the knowledge we need mm-hmm. to live free. From and walk free from poverty, sickness, and defeat Mm -hmm. because we're redeemed from it, but how do we experience it? One one way is worship. As we worship God, Mm -hmm. you won't stay broke. You worship God, you're not going to stay sick. You worship Him as provider, you will not stay broke. You worship Him as healer, you will not stay sick. You worship Him as your victor, you will not be beat. Amen. 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 So don't misunderstand what God is saying. When he says they don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. He didn't say they don't worship me. He said they don't worship me enough. So this word enough shows us a measure that there's someone can just basically worship him but not worship him enough. Um, he isn't saying that we have to worship him long enough to earn something right. because people would hear that statement say, well, I didn't worship him enough. So I, if I worship more, I get more. Right. Yeah. No, that's not what it means. We're not worshiping him long, uh, long enough to earn something, right. Right. but we are to worship him in gratitude yes. for all that he's blessed us with. But Praise and worship brings the anointing. Yes. Yes. Now, that's a key. That's one of the key things that you have to understand of what worship does. It brings the anointing of God in the manifestation. Yes. Why? Because you're worshiping the one who wants to manifest for you. Yes. He wants to manifest in your need. He wants to answer and help your need. Amen. Amen. So we are to worship him long enough to bring that anointing into manifestation. Yes. Amen. Um, if, if I were to travel, I, I travel quite a lot and uh, if a pastor said to me, Pastor Nancy, we'd love to show you some sites in our region. Um, do you have some time to go? And I go, sure. And I get in the car, they come pick me up and I say, I got 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, Okay, if you can only go 20 minutes, we'll go 10 minutes this direction, we'll come 10 minutes back. Mm-hmm. And you'll only see enough because you'll only see enough, you'll only see what you can see in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But if I say, I've got four hours, mm-hmm. right. oh, I'm right. gonna see more, I'm not earning something. Yeah. Right. I'm not right. earning something, right. but as I'm giving time to something, yes. yeah. I'm able to go further. Mm-hmm. I'm able to go further. And this is what God meant with Brother Norval when he said, my people don't worship me enough. They don't go far enough. They don't go far enough and worship him to a place to where the anointing comes into manifestation and then that anointing will destroy the yoke. That's why it's so important, the flow of worship. That's why Brother Copeland said, when you praise, you win battles. Why? Because when you praise, the anointing comes into manifestation and you start winning things. Amen. 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 Now, I want to read to you Ephesians chapter one and verse three. It tells us, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Who has blessed us. He's already blessed us with what all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus or because we're in Christ Jesus. Now another translation says this. It's called the Norley translation, N-O-R-L-I-E. It says this. It says he has blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. Ah I like that. (laughs) He has already blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. That lets us know none of heaven is withheld from us. We can live there before we go there. That's That's what he's blessed us with. And when you understand that, you worship him for that truth. For that knowledge. You're not earning it. He's already blessed us with yes. it. Worship doesn't earn you anything. Yes. You're worshiping Him for what He has already made ours, Amen. for what He's already blessed us with, and what He's already authorized us to enjoy of heaven's flow yes. while we're on the earth. Yes. Amen. Amen. So go with me to Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. To help us understand further, we have to recognize what this passage says, Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. And it reads, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. Look at this. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And you say, Pastor Nancy, what is a yoke? Anything that hinders you, anything that binds you, anything that restricts you. anything that holds you back, anything that pushes you down. Amen. Amen. And we are to worship God long enough to bring his presence, that anointing into manifestation and then the anointing will do the work. The anointing will destroy it. Amen. So with this in mind, I could correctly read and not do an injustice to what God told Brother Norville. Now, remember, God said to him, um, My people don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. Let me read it this way They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me long enough for the anointing to come into manifestation and destroy the yoke. Wow. Wow. That's, good. That's so good. That's the way we could read it and still be accurate and get clear understanding of what that means. Amen. Amen. Poverty is a yoke. Sickness is a yoke. Depression is a yoke. Mental torment is a yoke. Fear is a yoke. Worry is a yoke. (laughs) Depression, all these things are a yoke. And all of these things we're redeemed from. Now, if we'll worship God because we are redeemed from these things, then what happens is our victory goes into manifestation. Why? Because the anointing will come into manifestation and destroy those things. Amen. Amen. If we are to live in heaven's blessings, we must learn to worship God long enough for that anointing to come into manifestation so that it will break off things that try to hinder, things that we're already redeemed from that the devil tries to yoke you back up with. Amen. 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 Worship is an act of faith. Yes, it is. Now listen to that. Worship is an act of faith. That's so good. It's one way we release our faith in God. Why is worship an act of faith? Because we're worshiping a God we don't see. And faith is dealing with the unseen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Anytime you're dealing with the unseen, you have to be in faith to deal with it. That's right. You you cannot deal with the unseen any other way but faith. Yeah. So good. Amen. Amen. When you're worshiping God, you don't see Him. Yeah. But it's faith that compels you. That's right. To worship what you don't, who you don't see. Yes. Amen. Amen. And believe in anointing you don't see. Yes. Believe in a yoke destroying anointing. Amen. Amen. So when we we worship God, we are acting in faith and God's power will always meet faith. Now listen to me, God's power will always meet faith. The anointing is the power of God that will move as we worship him and that anointing will affect every situation. I don't care what your situation is. It is not too great for the anointing. I said it is not too great for the anointing. I remember one particular season, one particular situation after my husband went home to be with the Lord. There were about eight or so different projects that he had on the table that he was working on at the time of his exit. And he had been working for about five years trying to get these eight projects completed. Two of them were built, the constructions of buildings. So I'm talking about they were big projects. They weren't just some little project. And uh, we had another one of those projects that we were endeavoring to to complete. And thank God, with the help of the Holy Ghost, within a year, every one of them were done. Every single one of them completely done. And half of the amount of debt that I got at the time of his homegoing was dealt with. Um, But there was one particular project that lingered and lingered. And it was a drawn out process and it, it, it just seemed to get more and more involved, more and more tangled. Right. It seemed to get the longer it went, the further away. It, it seemed to get further and further away from the right outcome. Right. Right. And there was ongoing correspondence. There was ongoing communication back and forth and we never would arrive at a common ground. Mm. And um As I said, the further that project went, it looked like it got further from going in our direction, Mm -hmm. you know, working out in our favor. But I already knew in my spirit how it was going to come out. I just didn't know how in the world it was going to work that way. And I don't have to know. I just have to know the outcome that I'm to hold to. Well, at one point I had to go meet with city officials and different ones. And uh, that meeting... Before I had to go to that meeting, I got up early one morning and I went on my back porch and I began to worship God. Why? Because I need the anointing. I don't want to go in there with just my business knowledge (laughs) because that's not enough for this. (laughs) Uh, I didn't want to just go in there with my experience because I didn't have experience in that business field. I was dealing with lawyers. I was dealing with city. I was dealing with all kinds of people who were far more skilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't just need skill, I needed power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So I got up and I began worshiping God. What was I doing? I began to worship God and go far enough in that flow of worship for that anointing to come into manifestation. Why? Because wow. I needed some yokes destroyed off of that, yeah. off of that project. Amen. So I start worshiping God and worshiping God... And the more I did, the further I stepped into a deeper flow. And I began speaking to myself in psalms. Mm -hmm. And as I did, psalms are inspired utterances. Mm -hmm. These aren't something you just thought up. They're really a flow of prophecy. Mm -hmm. And I began to speak out in psalms and just verse after verse after verse. See, we have a book of Psalms, right? 150 or so Psalms in that that's what they are. They're inspired utterances. They're not something that a man thought up. They came up by the Spirit of God. So I began speaking out verses of Psalms. I noticed the common thread that the theme of every verse was victory. And I go, he's showing me, he's reassuring me Mm -hmm that the outcome of this situation is victory. So once I had that note of victory on the inside of me, I also then had this sense to just get up and dance, a victory dance. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And I just got up by faith. Nothing had changed out here, but in here I was laying hold of things. And I just began, I mean, just... You know, if somebody were to just say, Pastor Nancy, I'm going to give you $5 million today, I would have to get up and just uh, do a little dance. <laughs> what is that? It's joy unspeakable and full of glory, right? Have you ever... I, listen, I've done this with my mother's cooking. She would make a pie... I'd take one bite and then I'd have to dance around and turn yes. around a little bit. Yes. I'd have to yes. do a little jig. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, when that sense of victory, that note of victory comes in you, you can't help but do a little faith victory yes. jig. Yes. Amen. Right. Amen. Yes. And I mean, dancing by the Holy Ghost, yes. in, in the spirit. It's not just in the flesh. It's yes. yes. And I'm just rejoicing. Mm-hmm. And while I was rejoicing, the word of the Lord came to me and said, in the rejoicing power flows. Yes. In the rejoicing, power flows. Notice it didn't say outside the rejoicing, but in the rejoicing. So if you're not rejoicing, power's not flowing. But in the rejoicing, while you're rejoicing, power flows. While you're rejoicing, while you're worshiping, while you're praising, power flows. Amen. And so I went into that meeting, and you know what? I thought, that thing's going to turn. It didn't do anything but go the wrong direction, <laughs> and then we went back just a few minutes later. One of the one of our staff had left something in the room. They go back to pick it up in the room, and they said, uh, "By the way, while you were out, we decided we made a change. We turned it, and they turned the whole thing in my favor." It wasn't one because I had a good argument because when I was in there stating my case, nothing turned. But when I got up and left the room, God turned the thing to show me it wasn't what I did. It was what he did. Amen. I want you to know worshiping God, rejoicing will bring the anointing and that anointing will destroy yokes. I don't care what it is in your life that may need, that may be a yoke in your life. You can worship your way into the flow of God's power and the power will do the work. Well, this is the book we're teaching out of worship, and we invite you to get your copy at Ministries.org. God bless you. Until next time, Jesus is the healer. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Defrane, visit Ministries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you would like to share a testimony or let us know how this ministry has blessed you, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org.